1: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Pixel Sift, your indie game, video game interview show. This episode was recorded live at PAX Australia on the show floor featuring uh, developers Liam Esler, Managing Director of Summerfall Studios and Benjamin E who's the Art Director at Summerfall Studios talking to Sarah from the floor of PAX Australia about their brand new game Chorus. Now as always, every episode of Pixel Shift is supported by Murdoch University. If you're keen to get a creative degree, you want to learn how to do the skills, how to get to the places where you can interview some fantastic developers. Maybe you want to make a game yourself, then you should check out what everything that's on offer at Murdoch University School of Arts. They've got journalism, they've got games development, they've got video and film. They've got all sorts of creative degrees and you can combine them together to make something that's perfect for you. If you're keen to learn more and tell them that we sent you, head to murdoch.edu.au forward slash arts. That's murdoch.edu.au forward slash arts. Or you can search for Murdoch University School of Arts in your favorite search engine. Well, without further ado, let's jump into this special episode of Pixel Sift.
2: Pixel 6
3: Hi everyone, I'm Sarah from Pixel Sift and today we are back on day at day three of PAX and I have some very special guests that we're talking to today. We have Benjamin E and Liam Esler from Summerfall Studios. Thank you so much for joining us. You've just announced your debut game, Chorus. It is looks amazing. Can you tell us a bit about what Chorus is?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um Chorus is what we call an adventure musical. Uh, It's one part interactive musical, one part adventure game, and one part dialogue and narrative character-driven experience. Um, There's nothing quite like it out there, Um, and we're really excited to share it with everyone.
2: Bad accident. Now who's this come into my lair? Delightfully unaware... No tell you to avoid the home of those who from
3: so it's a game that is a musical adventure and it's got romance elements and you can choose like you know parts of the the songs that happen how did you come to decide that this is the game that you wanted to make
0: right so uh I decided that I wanted to start a studio uh, after I stopped running Game Connect Asia Pacific, which is the Australian Game Developers Conference. And I wanted to get back into game development, but I knew that I didn't want to do it by myself. Um, so I was talking to, to some friends about starting a studio, and I was talking to uh, my friend Dave, David Gator, um, at GDC in two thousand the Game Developers Conference uh, in 2017. Um, and we started to talk about, you know what our dream studio would be. And they were eerily similar ideas. Like, it, they were, we, I think at one point Dave was like, did I tell you about what I want to do? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, they're basically the same thing. And so we we started talking. And then um, at uh, Games Week in 2017, uh, we, started, we decided we'd, we'd take a day. We would take a day. We would uh, spend the day together and we would basically just grill each other on questions to see like did we actually want to do this together? Uh, And within like a couple of hours, we'd already moved past that question onto like, what kind of game did we want to make? And uh, we knew that we wanted to make something character and narrative driven. That's our specialty. Um, We're both huge RPG nerds uh, and have worked on a lot of different RPGs like Dragon Age and Pillars of Eternity and Baldur's Gate. Uh, And so we were trying to work out what different element could we bring. Um, Narrative games have obviously are a huge genre they've done really well but not as well over the past couple of years and and we both think that that's because nothing new has really been brought to the table so uh at least in the marketing sense like there are some amazing narrative games out there but they haven't been able to hit that like mass penetration that uh like firewatch and gone home kind of got so we were like what what might we be able to do that would be interesting to people so uh we were throwing around ideas and Dave was like, hey, um, when I was at Bioware, I actually pitched a piece of musical DLC for Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, and I was like, well, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And at first he was like, oh, yeah, this, is, if this would be my studio. I can decide that. Once he got over that, uh, he was like, no, I want to make a musical. And I was immediately like, hell yes. Like, I love musicals. That's basically how, how it started. And, and we immediately started to jump into what that might look like.
3: So, Ben, as the art director, obviously, um, the art plays a huge part of this, from the character design to the locales, just to, like, you know, the, the way, you know, the mood and the tone is conveyed. Obviously, it's a very visually focused game, as well as, you know, to supporting the songs and all that. Mm. How did you get involved as the art director initially?
2: I was literally just, like, a, a planned brunch date, I think. We, we just had, had a conversation, and you were saying that you really wanted to make this a thing, and I was totally on board already, and I was just, like, well, I was pitching ideas on how we are going to represent song. Uh, mechanic dialogue situation kind of thing and I was just like coming up with ideas and it was just really exciting to just sort of deal with and like trying to mix the idea of just like what musicals look like, you know, cinematic and like games and sort of sort of stuff um, like taking inspiration from like stage lights and, and whatnot and trying to tell a story and trying to tell also like the musical aspect is about like you know, uh, emotional storytelling kind of thing so it was a lot to do with about how we can fully express magic and you know, emotion together and like and that sort of thing, like dealing with that, yeah.
3: So the setting is urban fantasy and I think, you know, you've done an absolutely phenomenal job of uh, from what I've seen so far of depicting the beautiful blend of I guess what we'd see as very the normal with the supernatural together. How did you decide um, as a team on that being the setting and how did you determine what you wanted the um, the visual style to look like from that?
0: So in terms of the decision to set it in urban fantasy, um, I'm a huge urban fantasy nerd, Uh, but we knew that we wanted the songs to be, um, to use a technical term, diegetic. We wanted them to be in-world. We wanted it to be like, yes, the characters are actually singing um, and people are going like, whoa, 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 what's going on? This person's like actually singing. So we needed an explanation for that. So that meant that there had to be some kind of fantastical element to it. Um, and Buffy was a big inspiration for us, particularly Once More with Feeling, which was the musical episode, right? And so we were, we were kind of playing around with that and like what might that feel like, what that might... What might that look like? And uh, urban fantasy sort of just seemed like the natural answer. And it's an area that games hasn't well explored yet. Um, we have Life is Strange. We have The Wolf Among Us. There are some games that have been urban fantasy and they've done really well. But it's not a genre that we've really explored fully yet. Uh, so we were really keen to dive in and, and to sort of
2: experiment and play with it. Um, in terms of the visual style, I'll have to hand that to Ben. But. I've, whenever I've done mythology, it was also just like armor and fantasy sort of like elements and stuff it was really interesting trying to translate what a god would wear in modern times if they tried to like semi blend in but also semi show off that the fact that you know they're the god of the sun you know what would you do you know <laughs> yeah so we came up with just like ideas of just sort of like a, a beach sort of outfit you know just open shirt kind of thing because they're just like extremely hot but you know they don't really they don't really you know super care about it or anything so it's just like a oh it's just an open shirt you know and just kind of just like seeing it from the perspective of the characters and seeing what they would do. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting challenge trying to um, capture a larger-than-life sort of um, personality through modern clothing that would be acceptable, but also kind of just like, oh, okay, you know?
3: I've been following the um, the Twitter account when it was first announced and I've been really enjoying, I guess, the teasers of the character designs and the character art you've been releasing. When I first saw um, Apollo, before I knew it was Apollo, I was like, oh, okay, it's got, got the open shirt look, you know, <laughs> like, all right, what's going on here? Yeah. But, I mean, it, and then when it was like, oh, yeah, so it's urban fantasy, this is Apollo, I was like, ah, it all, all comes together, all makes sense. <laughs> but I really think you've done a fantastic job of nailing that so are both of you big fans of musicals like were there any major i mean i feel like it goes without saying but i don't want to presume
0: Hmm. um there were lots of musical inspirations uh i my degree was in theater and uh so i from a very young age i've done a lot of musical theater it's it's been a huge passion of mine um and so when we were initially talking about the idea i you know dave's a, a massive uh musical nerd as well so we were basically just basically just comparing notes and giving each other homework, being like, go watch this, go listen to this, go listen to this. Um, and there were a couple of days there where we just nonstop listened to every musical you could possibly imagine. Um, I was exposed to a lot of musical theatre that I, I hadn't seen before. Um, but in terms of influences, I think uh, Into the Woods um, by Stephen Sondheim was a really big influence. Um, uh, we found out about Town uh shortly after we came up with the core concept and we were like oh this this has a lot of um similar elements and so we watched that really closely and i fell in love with Town. it's absolutely wonderful hamilton of course as a as a really contemporary fresh look at what a musical could be um dear evan hansen uh looking at you know what music can do character wise um there's there's been like a whole lot uh, and also disney Looking at Hercules, looking at and you know um, other musicals from other companies like Anastasia, um, yeah, a whole lot. Also, uh, I'm a massive fan of Steven Universe, and so looking at what Rebecca Sugar and Ivy and Surashu have done with the songs there and how those songs are linked into the plot in really clever ways was really helpful for us in determining you know how might these songs work in the world, um, and then of course we had the, I guess the the problem of how do we make these playable? How do we make branching songs? How do we give information to the player in a way that feels natural uh, and well, while still feeling like a good song and portraying the emotion that we wanted it to portray? Um.
2: Yeah. Um, for me, it was like I hadn't seen a whole lot of musicals. I was mostly just music that I've heard. I'm a big fan of Dear Van Hansen. I'm listening to Beetlejuice a lot, actually, lately. But um, I took a lot of inspiration from... Um, yeah, stage production theaters and stuff that I've seen over my time. Just the idea of like how crazy um, creative you had to get to to get some effects across while using just like physical card, cardboard props or whatever. Um, but as well as that, like. So there was, there was a, there was an element of trying to take inspiration from what was physically uh, reality. But there was also elements of like, how can we take it beyond to the point where, um, the player would just be like, this is not a normal world kind of thing. And I took a lot of inspiration from music videos for that, actually. Just like watching a lot of K-pop videos, (laughs) actually, and seeing the colors that they use and the, um, the abstract sort of like set pieces that they used as well. And that's, uh, that's where I got a lot of inspiration from.
3: So uh, jumping off your musical inspirations, were there any big game inspirations that you know you were looking to when you were in the early stages of developing, I guess, the idea for the game and you know, the direction that you wanted to take?
0: Uh, obviously Dragon Age. <laughs> um, when Dave and I were initially talking, we knew that we wanted to... Yeah, take the dialogue and narrative systems of Dragon Age. Um, a lot of my background is working on, you know, Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale and those old Infinity Engine games. Uh, so we were seeing like, could we take that sensibility and pull it into a more modern, accessible uh, format? Um, in terms of the songs, uh, we kind of knew from the get-go how they would work. We knew that we wanted to do, we wanted them to branch just like dialogue but feel really different uh and it took a long time to to get to the point where we felt like we had really kind of nailed how that might work and what it would feel like there were lots of technical issues to overcome like uh where, when writing lyrics where do you give the player information in the verse versus um you know how, how long do you give them to make the decision uh in terms of the music like how much musical space do you need to provide for the player uh and there was, was a lot of iteration like really a lot um and but yeah we hit a place where we felt was was really good
3: awesome how exactly do you go about writing an interactive song like a song where the player you know i saw on um on the description of the game as you progress through you know the player has a lot of choice to determine you know lyrics of the song the tone of the song how that shifts how do you do that obviously you've got a fantastic composer helping you formulate that but that i think is the one big thing that struck me about the game
0: with great difficulty like that trying trying to uh write uh interactive lyrics and song is is a really complicated proposition uh and we worked um quite extensively with austin to find uh a happy medium that felt good as a player but also uh achieved the ends that we wanted for like a broadway broadway style song um there was as i mentioned earlier a lot of iteration on the way that we did that um the branching part was really easy for, for Dave and for me because that's a lot of our backgrounds in branching dialogue and it's very similar. Most of the difficulty was, okay, um, we want the the song to change depending on what stance or, or what um, trait the player picks. So you have kick-ass, you have clever, and you have charming. So if you pick a kick-ass option, like maybe the drums kick in and like, it's a more like, powerful beat that that drops in. And if you're going charming, maybe it'll pair back slightly and the player's response will be a little bit more... Um, thoughtful and charming and you know trying to subtly persuasive and we wanted that to be reflected in the music that's difficult when you're still trying to create a cohesive song that feels intentional from beginning to end so it's taken each each song takes a long time to craft to make sure that it's this cohesive uh, really strong experience um so it's, it's definitely hard um but that's that's part of the challenge right it's uh it's really fun to do something that not a lot of people, if, if anyone has done before. And when we've spoken to songwriters, all of them have been like, oh, shit, like, I don't know how I would do that. Because it's, it's not just lyrics, it's, it's dialogue lyrics. And, you know, we're doing exposition in song as well. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. And, and Broadway writers will be familiar with this, but we have to take it to this next step. Um, and that's been a, a really fantastic challenge.
3: So I should, I would love to talk about the voice talent as well. So Laura Bailey is the lead character as the voice of Grace, uh, fantastic singing voice, wonderful voice actor. And Troy Baker, we all know Troy Baker as the voice director and will also be lending his singing talent as well, I presume?
0: Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, so Troy, Troy's the voice director. I'm, I'm sure that we will probably hear his voice somewhere in the game. Um, he is an amazing vocalist uh stunning and he 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 has been crucially helpful in really determining how these songs are shaped so while uh dave and austin and i will write the songs um in the booth when we're recording um troy will often sort of uh you know he'll play it back and he will be like okay but what about if we changed this here slightly um and it completely changes the course of the song. We were uh, recording a song the other day. Um, and he's like, okay, I have, this, I have this crazy idea. Like, bear with me. Laura, can you just try this, this, and this? Um, and at first, uh, Dave and I were like, like, ooh, that's a massive change. Um, and it completely changes the rhythm of the song. Um, and then we played it back and we were like, oh, no. Like, that's so much better. So Troy's able to bring this incredible songwriting sensibility as well as his vocal talent to uh, really make sure that these songs are richly textured and emotive and um, really brilliantly performed. And working with Laura, someone who is so incredibly talented um, and has such fantastic instincts as an actor and performer, um, means that we can give these songs um, a real base, basis in, um, in emotion. Um, making sure the performance is there uh, and it's its just been a treat it's been amazing yeah
3: all right i know this might be hard to believe i'm not drunk or possessed okay a little knife but this happened i swear it happened my life was normal until kaliah How did you go about sourcing these absolutely incredible voice actors? So, uh,
0: for the chorus um, and for Summerfall, it it all kind of happened very serendipitously. Uh, David and I have been... David's been in the industry for, you know, 20 years. I've been in the industry for 10 years. So, we've we've been around a while. We've worked at a lot of different places. Um, And so when we started to think about this game we you know we we were talking to our friends about it obviously um and uh one of my friends at the end of gdc in uh 2018 uh, was talking to austin Wintery at lunch and Austin, i think austin must have mentioned something about working on a musical like he really wanted to do it and my friend was like hey you should go talk to these guys so i received this i'm i'm at lunch uh it's the end of gdc it's friday and I get a message from Austin Wintry of all people being like, hey, I'm leaving on a plane in a couple of hours. Like, can you come to the to Yerba Buena Gardens and hang out and, and catch up? I really want to talk to you about your project. It sounds amazing. So I was like, okay. And so I like ran after to Yerba Buena so that uh, I could catch him. And we started talking and it was immediately obvious that we were, v- were on the same page. Uh, you know, when you meet somebody and you start talking and there's just that, I hate this word, but synergy, like there's, there's like that, um, there's just a spark. And uh, so I started to, to talk about the game and Austin was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And I imagine blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like exactly like that. Um, so f- from that first conversation, like we knew um, this was going to be the right person for us to work with on Chorus. Um, and uh, Troy came in uh, through Austin they're really great friends and have often talked about wanting to work on a musical together. And uh, so, when we were doing uh, our initial song demos to try to and our experimentation, um, Troy helped out by lending vocals. And um, one day, David and I were talking in the office, thinking, "Where? You know, he's in Edmonton. I'm in Melbourne. Um, our recording's going to be in LA." it's going to be really hard for us to be in every session. We really need a voice director. And I swear to God, within like an hour, we get a call from Troy Baker, completely unprovoked, being like, hey, so I've been thinking, do you need a voice director? This, this project is really cool and I really want to be a part of it. And we were like, uh, yes. Like, and we'd literally talked about him earlier that day, just saying like, hey, someone like you know, Troy Baker would be great. Um, and so, you know, it, it was a really incredible sort of, yeah, serendipitous experience of, of coming together with these creative minds. And everyone who's joined the project has lent something different and special and kind of course-corrected in a different way. Um, it's It's been a real uh, merging of minds. Um, and Laura uh, is a good friend of Troy's. And so, uh, you know, we asked her to come on board as their protagonist. And she was immediately like, yes, like, have, like, just tell me where to go. Uh, and working with her has been such an amazing experience as well.
3: So what are the, the, your goals for this game as as a studio and as individuals?
0: To put out something that's really different and new. Uh, and to, you know, we, we announced Chorus uh, on Friday and immediately responses started rolling in of people saying, it's like this game was made for me. And to them I say, that's because it was. Um, you know, Dave and I have talked a lot about the kind of games that we want to make. We know they want to be really character-driven, story-driven, um, and they're for a specific kind of person, somebody who loves narrative games, somebody who is really attached to characters, who loved the romances in Dragon Age, somebody who loves Life is Strange because of the interactions between the characters. And uh, we wanted to create something that for that audience because they're not always... Uh, the primary target for games um you know in many games they're like the the secondary audience or the tertiary audience and we we feel that it's really important to create something for people um directly um because we're part of that audience too um and so hearing that from people has just been incredibly validating um we're really really excited uh to be able to to create this game for them um and we hope to continue doing that in the future
3: as the artist, Ben, what are your goals, I suppose, for the art of the game? Um, I guess the, the final art, the final direction, you know. Imagine the game at release. What are your goals for how the, the direction and, I guess, the reception, what you want people to get out of the art?
2: Right. Um, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is, like, um, diverse representation in video games and stuff. Um, I don't see a lot of myself in a lot of the characters lately. and I'm. It's just really important for me to, yeah, we're, we're making games for the for um you know the audience that that feel like they're they're not being shown enough of, of what they're interested in kind of thing and like this is an opportunity for me to to really go through all the characters and be like why not this instead you know why can't we have more bodies like this why can't we have more skin like this and you know and it's just like i really want to take um a chorus in the direction where we can explore and we can um, navigate this sort of space together and really. Um, yeah make make it shine and have people feel like they belong in this world and 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 realize you know that well it's a big place and like and chorus is definitely uh an opportunity to show how uh different how many different stories we can tell kind of thing and that, uh yeah and totally represent some some underrepresented people you know and yeah um in terms of like the rest of the art direction is it's important for me to um, really push past. I'm a big fan of color.
3: <laughs> oh, don't Are we you? know it? If <laughs> yeah. anyone has seen Ben's art, it's, it's oh, <laughs> very, a, very
2: good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of color and I'm a, I'm a big fan of emotional um, sort of storytelling. And what better way to have emotional storytelling than uh, have the uh, Prince King of Heartbreak, David Gator, break your heart you know with all these like hard stories and emotional stories and i'm just like oh i want to really i want to help you david gator i pledge my allegiance to you you know um
3: I can't, can't wait to have my heart broken david <laughs> yeah gator. yeah
2: but like it, it's been an opportunity to really accentuate a lot of a lot of colors and uh, and see how many different ways i can really push the buttons of emotional you know sort of uh bigness <laughs> I can't think of many words.
3: So the game is currently available with crowdfunding, so you're um, currently on FIG's yep. website. What is the URL for at, at the moment? Yep. Uh,
0: so the URL to support Chorus is uh, fig.co.chorus. fig.co/chorus. Um, we would really appreciate any support that anyone can provide. We think it's a really important project. We're incredibly passionate about it, and uh, we hope that everyone else is too.
3: Thank you both so much for coming here to talk to us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoy the rest of PAX and I wish you all the best in a very successful uh, crowdfunding, of course, and I'm very excited to see how the game evolves over time.
0: Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks so much. <laughs>